Thank you, brother. Thank you. Good evening. If you know God is good, can I get a right on? It's good to see you guys tonight. Thank God for some rain. Amen. This has been a dry, dry winter. And thank the Lord we got some rain going on out there. And uh, winter ain't quite over yet. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, get to the point. I don't have really any announcements or any, any short talk or anything. We do. We have a video. Thank you guys very, very much. <laughs> I don't have any announcements, but we have announcements. Okay, let's watch this video. Hey, Westside family, it's Nikki Espinoza, and these are your announcements for this week. If you're new to Westside, welcome. We're glad you're here. Take out your phone and text WFFJOIN to 97000 to stay up to date with what's going on. We have several ways for you to give at Westside. You can use the Secure Give app on your phone. You can also use the kiosk in the back. If you prefer, you can text to give. You can give your tithe here at church. There's a basket at the information booth. Of course, you can also mail it to us at our PO box. Here at Westside, we believe in the power of prayer. If you need something, we want to know. Text WFF Prayer to 97000. Ladies, you were meant to be unstoppable. We're excited to announce the Ladies Lift Conference. March 26th, doors open at 1. The conference goes from 2 to 8.30. Remember, you were meant to be unstoppable. What a special season we're starting. Don't forget, Palm Sunday is March 28th. Come and celebrate with us. Well, guys, that's it for announcements. I pray you enjoy the message and you're blessed this week. Remember, you're welcome here, you're loved and appreciated. Take care. All righty. So anyway, I don't have any announcements, but we had, had the announcement video. I'm just going to go ahead and, and get to my talk tonight. So this past Sunday, at the end of, of the service, when we had people up here praying, uh, just out of nowhere, the Lord just, just dropped into my spirit the story of Samson uh, and how he was eating honey, which represented blessing and, and, and pleasure, but he was eating it in a dead lion. And it represented uh, something in our life that is pleasurable, that could be a blessing from God, but it is associated, it is connected to, it is surrounded by death. And my message Sunday was to stay away from it. So Monday morning I woke up and uh, on my way, dropped Abigail off to school and, and headed to the church. And that story just kept coming to my heart and more things, just the Lord just started just kind of tapping me, tapping my heart and giving me some more detail. And I don't know if you guys saw it or not. I typically don't, don't do online things. I'm trying to get my mind prepared to do more of them, but I put a devotion uh, on Facebook uh, this past Monday, also on YouTube. Uh, th has anybody saw that? Did you, one? Okay. So anyway, tonight, 
I want to dive a little bit deeper into this story with Samson and his process of eating honey uh, in, in the carcass of a lion. Uh, I would encourage you, I don't know, I, I might touch into what I talked about Monday morning in the devotion since uh, most of you uh, didn't see it. Uh, I'm not for sure, but I do have some areas that I do want to talk about tonight. And if I don't touch on them, if it, if it interests you, uh, I would encourage you, go to Facebook or YouTube and uh, watch that devotion. It's about uh, 17, 18 minutes long. So I'm going to read to you from the book of Judges. Chapter 14, verses 8 or 9, just to kind of uh, lay a scriptural foundation uh, for, what uh, for what we're going to be talking about. Uh, so it reads, and after some days, he returned to take her. Now, when it says he returned to take her, that's right there just kind of sets up the story. Uh, prior to this verse, uh, what you read about in chapter 14 is how Samson uh, with his family is going to a Philistine uh, community, village, town, and there is a particular female there that he wants to marry. Now, the parents were opposed because she was a Philistine, but yet what the Bible says is that God initiated this so that in the process of Samson marrying a Philistine woman, Samson would be basically behind enemy lines, and God will use him to defeat the enemy and create a victory for his people. So it was God working in his eyes and in his heart because it says there in the beginning of Judges that this woman was right in Samson's eyes. Now that's another message in itself how sometimes God causes something in our sight to be appealing to us so that it will get us to a point. It will put us in a place that he can use us uh, for greater measure and, 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 and greater impact. So that's kind of when it, when it says right here, after some days he returned to take her, it was meaning he was going back to take this woman to be his wife. Now what you also read prior to this is how Samson killed the lion. So him and his parents was headed to this village. They was going to meet this girl. And a lion uh, attacked Samson, not the parents, but attacked Samson, and the Bible says that he killed the lion with his bare hands. So that same lion is the lion that we're about to read about. And he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. That's the lion that he killed. And behold, there was a swarm of bees in the body of the lion and honey. He scraped it out into his hands and went on, eating as he went. And he came to his father and mother and gave some to them. And they ate, but he did not tell them that he had scraped the honey from the carcass of the lion. You might be thinking, what's the big deal about eating honey from the body of a dead animal? Let me ask you, would you go eat honey out of the body of a dead animal? If you was taking a walk up, up in our mountains here, where are we at? Yeah, there's mountains here, mountains there. And you just happen to come across a dead deer or a dead bear. We do have California brown bear. And inside that bear, there was a swarm of bees making honey. Would you have it in you just to go die, dig inside that dead carcass to eat some sweet honey? No, you'd be like, I can buy that stuff for $8 at Walmart. I ain't about to go and dig in some, some dead bear's body. This was off limits. For a specific reason, God forbid his people 
to connect, touch, to partake in a dead body whatsoever. It doesn't matter, did not matter the good that surrounded it. This was off limits to God's people for various reasons, for health reasons uh, and uh, for, for spiritual reasons. But when you really dive inside this, uh, there's four things that I want to bring out that is applicable to us today on a new journey or a journey. Now, there's been a theme going on uh, in our hearts. You know, I gave you a message, go, God will be with you. Uh, I just had a meeting with, with, with some of my leaders before church, and it is concurrent in everybody's heart. It is, time to do, it is time to live again. It is time to do something. It is time to start back up. So, if, and, and if you get out and about in the community, if you start talking with people, if you just have an open heart and an open mind, you will begin to sense a change in people's mindsets, a change in the energy, a change in the spirit of the environment. So God is trying to get us to go, to go, to be. But there's some things we need to consider in this process. And the first thing we need to, we need to think about that we see in this area of Scripture is that when we start a new journey, we need to, we need to not indulge in the old victory. Let me, let me explain that. Sometimes we have a habit of living in the touchdowns we made 10 years ago. How many of you met that person who still lives like they were the, they were the quarterback 10 years ago, right? And they swear they could still do what they did and they're 40 years old. <laughs> you know, they, they lived in the victories of then as opposed to starting a new journey after high school or after college and living a different life. Well, in this, in this story, Samson indulged in an old victory. And he was not supposed to indulge in this victory. He killed the lion. It was a victory. Honey developed in the lion, but it was off limits to Samson. That says a lot to us, and one of the things it says to us is it's time to move on. Look at someone and say it's time to move on. How many of you are tired of talking about COVID? I'm sick of talking about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it, right? Now, if, if someone's going through an issue with it, please, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. If you're watching, don't, don't take me wrong. If there is a legitimate issue that anyone is going through, then we are more than welcome to talk about it. But just random conversations about it, you know, talking about COVID like you would talk about the Dodgers, I'm over it. I don't want to talk about COVID no more. I'm, I, I want to I move on. It's important that we realize that past victories and past issues was a part of our past. They're not for today and they're not for tomorrow. And we need to move on. And this is in the context of our COVID past. We need to move on. This is in the context of our political past. We need to move on. All right, we, we, we don't need to keep living in, in the political battle that we just, we just got through going through uh, at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 21. Move on. It's old news. What's happened is happened, right? 
We do not need to in, keep indulging mentally, physically, verbally in our past. And another thing that we need to move on is just our own past. Whether that past be victory or whether that past be failure. Whether that past be sin or whether that past be hurt. Some people cannot go forward because they do not know how to get out of their past. They were beat in their past. They were abused in their past. They were treated wrong in their past. And that past has created a current identity that dictates their future. And they will never have the future that they can have until they can separate themselves mentally, physically, verbally, and emotionally from their past. Am I making sense? I'm not up here saying that your past doesn't matter. I'm not up here saying that what you have gone through was damaging, was hurtful. But there comes a point. There comes a point when we wipe the dust off our feet and move on. So Jesus tried to minister to his own people in Galilee. And they rejected him. We don't know how long he ministered, but the Bible says he could not do many miracles. The fact that it says he could not do many miracles means that he tried to do multiple miracles. But it got to a point when enough was enough. And he moved on and he wiped the dust off his feet. David was praying for his son to be healed. His son was not healed. His son died. And when he found out that his son died, the Bible says that he rose up. He cleaned himself up. He cleaned the ash off. He cleaned the, the, the old clothes off. He cleaned what he wore because he was in a moment of mourning. He moved on. Samson was not supposed to indulge in the victory of his past. He was supposed to move on. Because at this moment in time, he was on a journey. He was on a new journey. He was on a God-designed journey, a God-purposed journey. God put a Philistine woman in his eyesight, and she was beautiful to behold, and he wanted to marry her. He wanted her to be his mama, his baby's mama. And that was the journey he was headed to, or the place he was headed to. That was his journey. But he stopped to partake and the victory of his past and him partaking in that victory was a sin to him. Look at somebody and say, move on. Another thing is, in the process of his journey, or in the process of obtaining his blessing, he had to endure pain. What I have wrote here is having to endure pain to enjoy your blessing is not so much a blessing. Now, do we think that they had beekeeper suits back in the day? Now, the Bible says there were a swarm of bees in this lion. The other day, I was riding my bike and I got a little too close to beehives. 
Next thing I know, I had these bees hit me in the head, hit me in the body, and, and the lower part of my body was exposed, and one of those boogers just nailed me right in my leg. They let me know I was in their territory. That thing stung like I got hit by 10 needles for about five minutes. So Samson, in order to get to the honey, which was, quote, the blessing, had to endure pain that he did not have to endure. Sometimes we have to kind of step back and, and take, and take a, a kind of a backseat picture, a backseat view. If what we think is a blessing in our life causes us to endure too much pain, then maybe that is not so much of a blessing. Now, I'm not ignoring hard work. I'm not ignoring pushing through. I'm not, I'm not talking against endurance or perseverance or anything like that. But I am talking about some things in our life. I'm sure you've been there. You thought something was good. And you went to go for that something. And, I mean, just mishap after mishap. The doors closed. Pain happened. Uh, uh, heartbreak happened. And, but, but I don't know, if you're like me, you can get a little bit stubborn, and you're like, oh, I just got to push through. I just got to push through. And you keep going for it, and pain keeps happening. Pain keeps happening. Pain keeps happening. Upset keeps happening. Doors keeps closing. People keeps pushing you down. After a while, we need to step back and realize, okay, there is death associated with what I think is a blessing. There is pain that is associated with what I think is a blessing. And realize the Bible says, you know a tree by the fruit it bears. So if you think something is going to be a blessing from God, but yet there's a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of death associated, maybe it's not a blessing from God, but it is a blessing in disguise. And the devil's just trying to trip you up. Just because something looks good don't mean it's good. Just because something tastes good don't mean it's good. Are you breathing tonight? There was a lot of a pain associated with this blessing, and it was not God's will. The third one is causing other people harm or negativity by choosing or by indulging in our past or by getting too close to death. Sometimes we can know if what we are doing is right or wrong by how it is affecting people in our lives. We can get selfish sometimes. We don't think about the kids and we don't think about the spouse. We don't think about the parents. We don't think about the family. We don't think about the friends. All we want is want, 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 want. It looks good to us. It takes good to us. It feels good to us. So it's got to be God for us. But how does it affect the family? The, again, the Bible says you know a tree by the fruit it bears. Now, how, where does this play in, in, Samson, in this story here? Well, the Bible says that he took this honey and he gave it to his parents. But yet he didn't tell his parents where the honey came from. So he was giving his parents, he was actually causing his parents to sin against God, to break a rule, to do something they shouldn't do. He was actually bringing harm to his family's life, all because 
He took honey he shouldn't have took. He took a pleasure he shouldn't have. He partook in a pleasure that he should not have partook in. He did something he should not have done. And he brought it into his family's life. And in the process of that, his family ended up sinning against God as well. Hmm. Something to think about, isn't it? Going and doing is important. Going and doing is, is what, what God wants us to do. But we should so deeply, deeply be discerning and sensitive to the Holy Spirit and obedient to the Lord. If what we're doing is bringing harm, bringing pain, bringing sin into our family, it, there's a big possibility it's not the thing that we should do. The fourth thing that we see in this story concerning us and going is if you have to keep it a secret, a secret or not share it with those close to you, maybe you shouldn't be eating the honey. See, the Bible says he took the honey. He gave some to his parents, but he didn't tell them where it came from. Why didn't he tell them where it came from? Because it was sinful. That's why. And his parents was, his parents was law-abiding, was upright, to the point that they did not want him to marry a Philistine woman. They wanted him to stay within their people. That, this, gives us, this gives us view into their heart, into their life. So if something we want to do, something we want to go and do, if it's something we have to do in secret, that's something shouldn't be done. Not that you got to go announce to the world what you're doing, but the, the ones that's close to you, the ones that you live with, the ones that you spend time with, the ones that you care about or care about you. Now, I, I want to jump to another area of Scripture in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 10.23. It says, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. I, now, this is a statement written by the Apostle Paul. And I see it correlating very, very well with Samson and Judges. When he was looking at that honey, this New Testament verse is just jumping, just jumping out of, off the screen to me. That just because you can don't mean you should. Just because it's something that blessed you once doesn't mean it's something that's going to bless you now. Just because we've done something in our past doesn't mean it's the same thing we're to do in our future. Just because something was okay then doesn't mean it's okay now. Just because God used us one way then doesn't mean it's how God's going to use us Tomorrow, am I making sense? Does it help us? Does it help us? Paul said all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. The thing that, 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 that we may think or say we're to go and do, the, the message the last two weeks has been go, God will be with you. 
Is that thing helpful to you? Is it helpful to your mind? Is it helpful to your soul? Is it helpful to you? What does it do for you? Or is it a burden? Is it a point of death? Does it inflict pain? Does it inflict depression? Does it inflict negativity? What, what does it do for you? Is it helpful? Because there's a lot of things in life, what we do in life should be helpful to us. Whether that's pleasurable things, whether that's work, whether that's uh, relationship building, it should be helpful. Whether that's exercising, whether that's eating certain foods, it should be helpful. The thing that you might feel in your heart to go and do should accompany the question, is this helpful for me? If it's not helpful, but it's hurtful, maybe we should really examine if that's what God wants, to, wants us to go and do. Then it says, all things are lawful, but not all things build up. Does it, is it going to build you up? Is it going to make you a better person? Whether that be better emotionally, better physically, better spiritually, better in your job, better in your relationships, better in your finances, better in your overall well-being, better in, in how you live, better in your community, better with your neighbors, you know, the list go on. Is it going to build you up? Is it going to make you better? God is saying to us, not just here at Westside, God is saying to people right now, go. Go. It's time to live. It's time to start a new journey. But we cannot be foolish. We cannot be ignorant. We cannot look to our past. We have to see what God is doing anew. Is it helpful? And does it build us up? Amen? Please be wise. The Bible tells us to be wise like a serpent, but gentle as a dove. Please be wise when it comes to pursuing what you feel God has placed in your heart to pursue or to go and do again. If it's connected with death, shut it down. If it's not helpful, really examine it. If it's not building you up, take a second guess. If you have to keep it in secret, that's not right. If it's nothing new and it's all about your, your, your past, uh, maybe you should find something different. Amen? God wants us to live again. God wants us to go. He will be with us. But we need to go about it in the right way. Can I get an amen? Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. 
I believe with all my heart that you are, you are wanting your children to move beyond our past, our COVID past, this past political issues, even our personal past, the, maybe the, the hurt, the loss, the frustration, the aggravation, even our victories, our past victories. You, you're wanting us to start again. You're wanting us to move beyond what was, to move into what, to move into what will be. But Father, we need your wisdom to do so. It's very easy to get sidetracked. It's very easy to think that one thing is honey when all reality it's in a dead carcass. But God, show us, open our eyes, just like Chris exhorted earlier today. In the midst of us going and doing, living again, open our eyes. Allow us to see truth. Allow us to discern right from wrong. Allow us to know if something would be or would not be helpful. Would build us up or would not build us up. And may we be vigilant in seeking you in these matters. Being sensitive to your spirit. Having the ears to hear, the mind to understand, and the heart to receive. Your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, your counsel, your strength, your yeas and your nays. In the name of Jesus Christ.